Hello and welcome to another episode of the quest for new inspiration. My name is Katie Gates and as always I am super excited to share a very inspiring and heartwarming episode. Today's guest is Katarina. She is a high performance relationship expert and she shares her journey and expertise on helping ambitious professionals find love and fulfillment in their lives. She also provides some valuable tips and guidance for those navigating the complex world of dating and for those who are also tired of the swipe left or right dating world. I hope this episode inspires you as much as it's inspired me. So my name is Katrina. I'm from London, though I now live in Spain, and I'm currently calling in from uh, Vancouver, where I used to live in Canada for five years. I'm a high-performance relationship coach. And so by that, what I mean is I work with hardworking, high achievers, typically kind of very ambitious professionals who have everything in their life figured out, career sorted, they have their home, they have good friends, they have their family, they have their pets, they have their holidays, but they cannot figure out their love lives. And I do that from a place of personal experience, but also coming from the behavioral science world. So I've been in, I've been in the field for a while and, uh, and yeah. I'm excited to talk to you about it. So you mentioned kind of a shift in your kind of, I guess, focus. Mm. What kind of led to you just mainly focusing on relationships? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I've worked, well, two things happened. One, I've worked with founders most of my life, kind of founders, entrepreneurs. Like I grew up in a household. My dad is a coach and he was always beating around the head like, can be a coach, sorry, be a founder, be a founder, be an entrepreneur um, or be a coach. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and then I actually did start my own little business at uni. I started a little coaching business when I was 18. And then when I was 22, I started a champagne company in Spain. And I, I loved, I loved the whole kind of entrepreneurial experience. And uh, yeah, and then I, after living in Dubai in the Middle East for a while, I went back to university, did a master's degree in gender studies. So I kind of pivoted career, careers from being entrepreneurial into working more with behavioral science and looking at gender dynamics and men and women, masculinity, femininity. And I started out in philanthropy in that space. So working again with founders. And then long story short, I just keep working with founders. So when I became a coach, leaving behavioral science, I was in behavioral science for a while. I thought, okay, I'm going to work with founders because I get it. I get the mentality. Most of my friends are entrepreneurs. I've been there myself. It's hard. And it's, you know, it's a group of people that need a lot of help. It's a very, uh, yeah, it's a challenging gig to, uh, to run your own business. So I started working with founders and it all started with kind of my original hypothesis was a lot of people are burnt out. A lot of people are stressed. Everyone's got anxiety. Everyone's got imposter syndrome. And I started out by helping people with that. And what I found is that after a few coaching sessions, and it might be my style, it might be, it might just be kind of the level of, level of depth that we went to, everyone started revealing that they have relationship stuff going on. Whether they were struggling with their partner and their partner just doesn't understand what it is to be an entrepreneur and they don't understand the highs and the lows and the workload yeah. and kind of the all-consuming nature of it. Or they were single and they couldn't find a match and they were really struggling with dating. Or they'd maybe been with someone and then had a horrible divorce because of their work. And so they're kind of burned and afraid of going back into it. So this kind of theme kept coming up. And yeah, I, I kind of started testing the waters by saying to clients, like, do you want to talk about work or do you want to 
actually talk about relationships. Yeah. And people kept saying relationships. So I decided to switch gears and make that my focus. That's awesome. I, mm-hmm. um, I guess, so what is kind of a big, you know, with that being said, you're kind of dealing with a lot of not necessarily negative things in people's lives, but not so the greatest. What kind of inspiration or kind of motivation do you give them or a little bit of what you give them? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So I'm a big believer that you can find the right match, right? So right now I'm really focused on helping single people. Mm-hmm. Again, there's a lot of like just unhappy, lonely, brilliant people. And it's such a waste. It's such a waste. Like I do believe that you find your ultimate match and you don't have to compromise on your career. You don't have to compromise on your ambition. You can actually find someone who will meet you where you're at. You just have to know what you're looking for. And that's where I see the big gap. And, you know, from my own kind of personal background, I was previously with the wrong person. I was engaged to the wrong person. I nearly, nearly buried them. And thank goodness I didn't because it would have destroyed my career and my identity of who I am. But it was something I thought I should do. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have better information about, you know, I can actually aim higher. And I see that a lot. People who ultimately like settle because they don't know that what they really want is out there. And so what I do is I, I help them through a 12-week program just to kind of clear out some old stuff, get laser clear on what they really need. So what they're non-negotiable about, what they really need, what they really want, how they're actually showing up and how to actually be the match that they need to be to meet their own match and then build a plan for that. Because it is out there. It is all doable. It's just that the dating world is old-fashioned, archaic. It's chaos. Yes, I love, I've gone and talked to several coaches on my podcast, but I've never really talked to someone who goes deeper than like just your career or, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, your personal Mm -hmm. life, but like kind of niche focused on Mm -hmm. um, something. So yeah, just crazy in life and all Mm -hmm. the things that happens and dating and relationships. Yeah, there are. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, as especially as someone who just recently got married, I I get it. It's a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. So, what is, I guess there's many advice you can share, but what is I guess three little tips you could give for either someone fresh out of a general relationship? Mm-hmm. We'll stick with general, not good or bad. Mm-hmm. But um, but three dates just getting back into the dating world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think the first tip is not going to be the nicest tip, but I think it's a hard truth that we all have to hit. I tell everyone this, like you're the common denominator in all your dating, right? So when I hear people saying like, oh, you know, all women are crazy or all men don't want commitment, I'm like, that's not true. That's a limiting belief. And there are plenty of amazing people out there. There's probably well over 500 potential matches for you in the world, right? It's mm-hmm. just about getting laser focus on how do you need to show up and where are they and what are you looking for? And so thing number one is learn to get out of your own way. Learn to stop self-sabotaging. And that's kind of the hard truth, but it has to be done because you can go to a matchmaker. You can get your friends to set you up. You can try and hack your way to this. But if you haven't got over your own self-sabotage, you're going to self-sabotage. So Getting out of your own way is step number one. And that's something I, I love to help with um, in a kind way, not in a, <laughs> in a horrible, kind. screaming at the <laughs> way. Yeah, yeah. Um, in a safe way. 
And then the second thing is getting really clear on what you need. So I think typically we know what we want and what we want will be like, I don't know, I want someone six foot, blah, 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 you know, from this background, with this kind of income and all the superficial stuff, which actually isn't nice to have, but it's not fundamentally what you need. What you need is going to be something much deeper and, and coming from the core, which we often don't know. And that, again, that's something I see a lot of disconnect with. Like we don't know what we fundamentally need to be happy, which is why you can make a match and it can last for a couple of months, maybe a year or two, maybe three. But that still doesn't mean that what you need in the long run to be happy. So getting really clear on what you need and that requires a bit of digging. And then number three is, and this is going to be kind of the more bit of advice, but there is something to be said about letting go of the outcome, but not letting go in the sense of, I just don't think about it, be happy to die alone and never, never want a partner. Because I remember that used to really trip me up. When I would hear people say, you know, you have to, you find a partner when you're least expecting it. And it's true to an extent, I mean, I did, but it's not that I wasn't looking. It's not that I wasn't wanting a partner. I just had created a life where I was able to integrate my kind of openness to finding a partner in a very holistic, effortless way. So I wasn't spending hours on the dating app, swiping furiously. I wasn't, you know, trawling online. I was just living my life and having a great time. And that's when it happened. So there's something about that kind of letting go and reframing of it to take the pressure out. Yes. I, my sisters were keen on never letting me forget that I, because I had three cats already at 27, I was going to never find a husband, no one that would love all my animals, and mm-hmm. die with 90 cats. But mm-hmm. my husband is obsessed with my cats yeah, and yeah, yeah. it is amazing. Yeah, me too. Um, our me little too. pet family. But yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, What is, I guess, kind of a last piece of advice that you have for people just in general, maybe that might be thinking they're settling, it might be coming across their mind, mm. but they're just not really sure. <laughs> mm. That's a really good one. I think the fastest way to sense check that is and this is the coaching question but to imagine you're speaking to your best friend or like a sister or a brother and imagine that you are them and you're looking at them kind of asking like are you happy and are you fulfilled because you deserve to be happy and fulfilled right the relationship should be adding to your life yeah not draining it and Every every relationship has ups and downs. There's going to be challenges and growth and there'll be difficulties and you might even have a year or two of consistent challenge. But it should still be something that is ultimately fulfilling, even if it's difficult. There's a difference there between being more draining and like mm-hmm. energy sapping, right? And that energy sapping can happen even when you're not actually going through a challenge. Yeah. That's what I found. Like I ostensibly, there was nothing really wrong on the surface with my previous dynamic, but I just had anxiety the whole time. And that was my my gut and my body telling me that I was in the wrong place with the wrong person. Mm-hmm. So kind of digging deep and hearing that and almost like disconnecting from yourself and asking that you're asking a friend. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's that's yeah. really good. I like mm-hmm. that. Well, if anybody perchance wanted to take you up on relationship coaching, where can they go? 
they can either find me on my LinkedIn. That's where I tend to hang out uh, with all of all of my clients. And my name isn't my name. So Katrina Polonska on LinkedIn or my website. So www.katrinapolonska.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so cool. much for your advice. You're very And that is it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Every listen truly does mean the world to me. I really hope this episode leaves you with a little bit of a positive mindset going throughout your day. And if this episode inspired you at all, share it with a friend and keep the inspiration going. As always, make sure you tune in next week for some more inspiration.